We inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is At The Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. Glad to have you with us on the program. We have a packed show today. We'll have guests in the second and the third segment, so you're not going to want to miss that. We'll have my brother Wesley Wildman in. Uh, We'll also have a special guest to talk about uh, the revival that's going on at Asbury University in Kentucky. We'll have a guest on to talk about that. And then in the last segment, we'll have Trevor Loudon back with us uh, to continue our coverage of uh, U.S. Senators of Compromise um, in Washington, D.C. So we'll uh, cover that with uh, Mr. Loudon in the last segment. We are in Psalm chapter 60. Psalm chapter 60. David says, Oh God, you have rejected us. Broken our defenses, you have been angry. Restore us. You have made the land to quake. You have torn it open. Repair its breaches, for it totters. You have made your people see hard things. You have given us wine to drink that made us stagger. Verse 4, you have set up a banner for those who fear you, that they may flee to it from the bow. Uh, two, two points that I, I noted on Monday um God uh, uh God yes um can be angry at us uh but he also can restore us that's what we learn in verse 1 and then in verse um 4 um David says that you have set up a banner for those who fear you so fear of the Lord is a good thing and it draws us closer to him uh, that's according to David here in Psalm chapter 60. Well, moving into some of the topics we want to rush through or get through this first segment, um, I brought in some clips. And um, uh, on the first one, you know, I said Monday on the show that um, it's it's possible that on these um, Chinese spy balloons, it's possible that uh, we've been missing these for some years, like these, these uh, Chinese spy balloons. And these could be from other nations too, by the way. Um, these spy balloons from our uh, foreign adversaries, um, it could be that they've been flying over the U.S. for the past several years, and we just didn't know it, and now we're picking up on it, and we're embarrassed about it. Uh, that could, very much could be the cause. I said that on Monday, and it turns out I came across a clip yesterday that further proved uh, what I had been saying. Here is the White House. Uh, this is clip one. Here's the White House admitting uh, that China and other nations have been flying these surveillance flights over our, our, our land, and we haven't even known it for the past five years. Let's listen. We were able to determine that China has a high-altitude balloon program for intelligence collection that's connected to the People's Liberation Army. It was operating during the previous administration, but they did not detect it. We detected it. We tracked it. And we have been carefully studying it to learn as much as we can. All right, so, of course, the typical blame the last administration. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is the same folks are in charge. Does the name uh, General Mark Milley sound familiar? Yep, 
same guy that was there when Trump was there. All right. So um, the whole blame the previous administration, that stuff is old. They've been doing that for decades in Washington. Um, this is a national embarrassment. And I don't know why this angle is not being covered more, but the White House just admitted that China's been flying these flights over our land for five to six years since 2017, and we're just now figuring it out. So so how do we spend like $800 billion on our military budget and we can't detect a balloon the size of three buses flying over our homeland. I mean, this is this is just astonishing. So who's going to get fired? This has been happening at least since 2017. At least since 2017. Our top adversary on the world stage is flying nonchalantly over the homeland of America... And our military has no idea. No wonder China is so proud. No wonder. Because they've had us fooled for so long. And uh that's that to me that's the that's the admission of the of the administration. I mean that's the admission of the last two years is China's been flying over our homeland and we didn't even know it. And, it, and and all it took was, um, according to the NBC report and other reports, all it took was China skirting our radar technology. How did they do that? Well, if the objects were just small enough, then we kind of blocked it out because we, we considered it an, an anomaly or an insignificant device. And so China apparently made these balloons small enough, with the exception of this one that was like the size of three buses, um, they made these devices small enough where they just slipped right in. Our radar blocked it out. We didn't even pay attention to it. And they boom, right over the homeland. No problem. No questions asked. And by the way, why why the, the whole classified stuff? I mean, just tell us what these things are. I mean, China knows everything. Russia knows everything. This whole idea that we've got a bunch of top secret stuff that our adversaries don't know about and the American people, we can't talk to them about it like we're all a bunch of kids, I mean, come on with this. And then they shot these three devices down over the past week, and they haven't recovered them yet. Yes, they have not recovered the three devices they've shot down since they shot down the big balloon over the coast of South Carolina. Uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin gets off the plane the other day in Brussels, and he goes, yep, we hadn't got them yet. Uh, Mark Milley does a press conference yesterday. Yep, we, we, we haven't. We have no idea where they are. And we haven't recovered them yet. Okay, so so once again, we spend $800 billion on our military, and we shoot down some type of aircraft or some type of device um, um, in Alaska, Canada, and over, um, you know, right, right off the Michigan-Canadian border area zone, and we can't recover them. Or at least it's taken us days and weeks to recover them. And they're like, well, this is tough terrain. Well, okay. What if we have to go to war in that terrain? Like this is this isn't even combat. We're not. Even, we don't even have anybody shooting guns at us, and we can't get some helicopters up to Alaska to recover these devices. I mean, this is all like. I mean, come on. And nobody's like no, the media is not pushing back on this stuff. They're like, okay, they say they can't get it. They'll get it next month. And uh, who knows that Russia and China aren't on the scene going to pick up these devices before we get there. Um. So that's a whole another angle. 
uh, to this story. All right, another another angle or another story I want to get to before we have to go to a break. Um, I want to talk about the Nord Stream too. So we covered this early on um, a, a, as this developed months ago, but. Um, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline that goes from Russia to Germany and fuels much of European energy uh, with natural gas, this is Russian energy, um, it exploded um, in the past few months. And guess what the U.S. and all of the, the media, they parroted this story that um, that it was an accident, maybe a boat hit it. Uh, they they covered all these different stories. They even tried to blame it on Russia. They tried to say, well, Russia sabotaged their own pipeline, and they're trying to pin it on somebody else. So they came up with all these propaganda stories. And by the way, if we think that our own government doesn't do propaganda, they do it great. They do an excellent job with propaganda all the time. I mean, half the stuff you hear from the government's fake. It never happened. It's not true. Completely made up. And they'll admit this to you. They even say it. CIA operatives and others have already said Yes, the U.S. government does propaganda. We even do propaganda on our own people. Um, and so this was another example of propaganda. And so a, a very in-depth report came out from a gentleman by the name of Seymour Hirsch. And uh, this is on Substack. And by the way, we'll link to this on the podcast page at AFR.net. Um, but, it, I mean, this is like a thousand, thousands of word, uh, multi-thousand word report on how the pipeline, how the U.S., through our operatives, sabotaged the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Yes, the U.S., according to this report, blew up uh, Russia's pipeline. And we're and, and Russia is supposed to be the big bag bear on the world stage, and we're, we're, we're swimming around blowing up people's pipelines. But if Russia does anything against NATO, it's an act of war. If Russia cyber attacks the U.S. or one of our allies, it's a war on NATO. But we can go over there and blow up Nord Stream 2, and it's no problem, right? That's the standard we got on the world stage. Uh, but let's listen to Biden. Go, this goes back to last year. Let's listen to Biden basically saying at a news conference that if Russia goes into Ukraine, yep, yep, we're going to destroy Nord Stream 2, clip 2. If, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer... A Nord Stream too. We we will bring an end to it. But but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project <laughs> and control of the project is within Germany's control, we will. Uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. <laughs> I promise you, folks. Don't ask questions. Don't ask for details. Because everything's co- everything's classified. But um. But we'll take care of it. Don't worry. This is like the mafia. Don't worry, yo. We got it. Oh, man. And uh, here's here's the reason I play that. And and the, the whole point here is that is that the West, America is supposed to be the leader of the West, the leader of the world stage. And we're supposed to be the rule followers. And we've got international order, yada, yada, yada supposed to have the greatest military in the world. Um, But we don't play by the same rules that we want everybody else to play by. So we tell Russia, stay out of Ukraine. Don't attack a NATO member, even though they're not a NATO member. 
And then we accuse them of war crimes and all this other stuff. But then we go over and we blow up a foreign nation's pipeline. And, 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 but Putin's the bad guy here, folks. Putin's the bad guy. And then, and then, and then Russia and Ukraine t- try to go to the negotiating table to end this war. And the U.S. says, no, thanks. Nope. We're not going to the negotiating table. There's no negotiating with Putin. That may sound like this self-righteous, glorious, clean approach. No negotiating with Putin. But folks, in reality, sometimes you got to negotiate with your enemies. Sometimes you got to negotiate with your enemies. And, and but the, but there are multiple reports that the U.S. blocked negotiations. They said, "Nope, we're not going to the table," and Ukraine's not going to the table either. And so we blow up the Nord Stream too. Um, and we put Germany and Europe in a frizzy because it's they were heading up on winter and they got to get their natural gas from somewhere, so they start ordering more from the U.S. And what does that do? Well, it makes natural gas prices go up for you and me. So we're paying for Europe's energy. And so this is really not it, – it's, it's becoming abundantly clear that this is not about peace. This is not about peace. I don't know what it's about. Is it about making making a buck? Is it about the military complex making a buck? Let's sell all of our let's no, we're not selling, we're giving. Let's give all of our weapons to Ukraine and then oh my, we've got to build new tanks cuz we gave them all to Ukraine. Well then here let's let's just pass about a trillion dollar bill to fund uh, Lockheed Martin and uh the rest of them, Boeing, etc. So we can get us some more weapons because we gave them all to Ukraine. Is that what this is about? Is this is is, it, is that why we don't go to the, neg- the negotiating table? Is this why we don't want peace? Is this why we blow up people's pipelines? I don't know, but it's suspect. And we need a leader, and Biden's not it. We need a leader. Biden's not it. We got to learn to negotiate. We got to learn to use the our upper hand. And uh, I got a report we'll cover right after the break. 90% of America's pharmaceutical ingredients come from China. Yep, 90% of America's pharmaceutical ingredients come from China. And we think Russia's the problem. More on that after the break. Martha, Martha. You are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. After Jesus resurrected their brother, Lazarus, Martha and Mary hosted a dinner party in their Bethany home. You can imagine the excitement and the buzz that swirled through the town and the number of people who came because the rabbi had returned. Martha busied herself with preparations. Mary sat at Jesus' feet, basking in his teaching. Life's demands can easily consume our focus. But one thing is necessary, that we remain at Jesus' feet, anchored in his word. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. In 2015, 285 girls in India participated in a renaming ceremony. They're given names translated to mean unwanted. Can you imagine walking through life with unwanted as your identity? The girls dressed in their best and chose new names that they felt encompassed their path in life. Names meaning very tough, beautiful, or good. How can you affirm your girl's wanted status by God and by your family? Genesis 1 verse 31 says God looked over all his creation and blessed it by saying it is very good. Likewise, your girl's place in God's heart is very good by design. She can't earn that and no one can take that from her. Remind her that God's path for her life is very good and he will help her every step of the way. Like what you've heard? Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Sometimes you see a win, a glimpse of God in this broken world. Preborn rejoices in the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Preborn's mission is to love and help women in unplanned pregnancies by offering them the truth to help them make the right choice by providing free ultrasounds. You see, when an expectant mom hears her baby's heartbeat and sees the image of her baby on ultrasound, she's seeing a life created in God's image, and it's a divine connection. And I got to hear and see my baby for the first time. Hearing the heartbeat made me cry. And it was certain that I was going to keep my baby forever. To learn more about Preborn's life-saving work, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. All gifts are tax deductible. Your love can save a life. At the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Now, back to At the Core on American Family Radio. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to try us. Welcome back to the core. 
Walker Robin here with you. It's Worship Wednesday. That's our song uh, for the week. Hey, by the way, um, if you want to watch the show, I failed to mention this early on. You can go to streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net to watch the program live. And, of course, you can catch the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We do have Wesley in with us. Wesley, welcome to the core. Hey, thanks for having me on the core. I look forward to this segment. we got a lot of good things to talk about and one specific thing to talk about. And um, that's the revival taking place at Asbury, and we have a guest on with that. Is there any other uh, logistics or things we need to cover before we get to our guest? Nope, we're ready to roll. We have uh, Pastor uh, Bob Eliff or Eliff from uh, North Carolina. I'm not North Carolina. Uh, Asbury, uh, Kentucky is uh, Asbury University is where the revival is going on. But Bill is pastor over in uh, Arkansas, North Little Rock, Arkansas, at the Summit Church, and is also uh, very involved. Um, with One Cry for uh, for Revival that AFA partners with frequently. Uh, Pastor Bill's on with us now. Welcome to the Corps. Thanks so much, and great to be with you guys, and exciting to see what the Lord's doing around the country. Absolutely. Well, uh, uh, Pastor Bill, you've uh, written a couple uh, blogs about what's going on at Asbury University in uh, Kentucky, uh, give us give us kind of a background to here. Set this up for for some of our listeners, maybe that aren't even keeping up with this story. Well, uh, you know, Asbury has been the scene of many revival stirrings. Of course, nineteen seventy, very famous. Uh, it touched our campus in Arkansas, where I was a student, and uh, went a chapel service went seven days and nights. And after that, sent teams to 130 universities. It really was the catalyst for the Jesus movement. That's right. And uh, so uh, the same thing, almost identical, has happened. Last Wednesday, they had a chapel service at 10 o'clock. And at the end of the service, they just said anybody that wants to pursue the Lord, it was an intense time, but pursue the Lord, just stay. And about 30 students stayed. And uh, and after that, it just began to grow and grow and grow until there were hundreds in the auditorium. That went through the evening, and then it went all night long. And uh, and it has not stopped. It's just not stopped. And here we are now in the eighth day. And uh, because of my, I was so deeply touched by. Uh, in 1970, and have been really a student of revival ever since. Uh, my wife and I just got in the car and went over there late Friday night, and were there through the weekend uh, just to observe and to experience what the Lord was doing. And it is a a very genuine, very real movement of God that now they've, you know, now all three. Uh, Chapels uh, on their campus are full. You can't hardly get in. The lines stretch around the block to get in at the peak times. Uh, Students from multiple universities are coming to Asbury and then going back to their colleges. And we've, we've heard multiple reports. I could name about five or six different colleges where revival has begun to break out. And uh, and even here in Arkansas, churches that are experiencing a measure of stirring. So, uh, you know, we we're cautiously optimistic. But I, 
I think it's many of us have been praying for this for years, all of us, of course. Uh, but over the last 10 years, I've just seen the Lord taking us through that preparatory stage that always happens before a great awakening. And uh, it feels like there's gasoline on the floor, you know, just waiting for a match. And and this could be it. I, I personally feel like it is it mm-hmm. and that we are about to enter into the next great awakening in our nation. Wow. Hey, thank you, Bill. Uh, thank you for uh, sharing uh, with what you were able to see. My, This is Wesley here. My question is, for those that are listening and who have not experienced uh, this type of revival, which is like a tidal wave revival versus a rising tide that you see happen over a period of time slowly, this is kind of like you said, the the match hitting the gasoline where it just expands quickly. What what are you what are you what makes this different than an, an extended time of worship on a Sunday night or, mm-hmm. you know, what, what are you seeing that, that shows you evidence that this is, are people being healed or are prayers being answered? Are there miracles taking place? Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you walked up the steps of Hughes auditorium, uh, you know, you're not going to be hit by this, a uh, massive wave of something. This is one of the fascinating things about it. As you walk in the room, it's this quiet, pure, mm. uh, beautiful sense of the overwhelming presence of the Lord mm. in the room. And it's interspersed with with uh, worship, uh, almost exclusively led by students. And, and, uh, and there are wise pastors there at Asbury, who are giving leadership to do this, but they're doing it, you know, they're not saying here's the order of service for tonight. They're listening to the Lord and letting the Holy Spirit lead, but they're very carefully leading. It's not it's not chaotic. It's not unorderly. It's not weird. Uh, it's just powerful and moving. At all, almost at all times, the altar's packed. And they have a prayer team that's just praying over these people. And then and then they'll come to the mic and say, uh, we sense the Lord wants us to open the microphones for a few minutes. And they'll stand and shepherd those microphones, and a hundred people will be lined up. I was healed of this emotion, you know, spiritual, emotional, and even some physical healings that are pretty dramatic. But that's not at all the dominant theme, the sure. physical healing. But it's just happening. And then... Many, many, many people just getting saved, you know, Amen. just getting yeah. saved. I came in here, you know, I didn't want to come. My friend invited me, and, uh, you know, I I gave my life to Christ. And and so, uh, and it, it's just the, the results of this, I've, again, studied this most of my life. The kinds of things that you see... Uh, it's like a train that's left the station and it's, you don't have to push it along. There's no manipulation. Uh, it's just moving. And, and the earmarks of this to me are great humility. You know, multiple times they've come to the mic and said, look, there are no superstars here. There are no names. We're going to get lower and lower and lower. So Christ gets higher and higher. So refreshing. (laughs) There is repentance, just deep repentance. Uh, there's confession of sin. There's salvation. And there's the the growing 
acceleration of the gospel. <laughs> you know, Jonathan Edwards said during the during revival, the gospel, the, the work of God is accelerated. And I think that's what's happening that makes you see this is of God is that it's just moving quicker and quicker and it's spreading. I, I, I was leaving my hotel room. I had two more days that I'd already paid for and I had to leave on Monday and a guy was standing there. I said, are you coming in? He said, yeah. I said, how long are you staying? He said, two days. I said, take my room. It's already paid for. <laughs> he said, that's wow. awesome. And the gal behind the desk said, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I turned to leave and I said, where are you from? He said, I'm from uh, Canada. He said, I've driven 10 hours to get here. And I said, well, that's interesting. I'm from Arkansas. I drove 10 hours from Arkansas. And I just thought, man, it's like moths to a flame. <laughs> it, 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 it's just people coming from all over the United States. And and now word of this is spreading, and uh, dramatically, people are coming there. But I think the hallmark of whether or not this is is going to turn into a real spiritual awakening across the nation is is if God starts showing up everywhere else, and and He is, it, that's what's fascinating to me. That's that's beginning to happen. Uh, Bill, I do want to mention your website before we continue here. We got about three or four minutes left, um, folks. If okay. you want to read a uh, uh, Bill Pastor Bill from North Little Rock, Arkansas, a uh, pastor of the Summit Church in North Little Rock, he has written a, a three part series of his personal experience going to Asbury this past weekend. And so his uh, URL is, uh, his name is Bill uh, Elif, and here's here's how you spell his last name. Uh, so here's the URL, Bill, B-I-L-L-E-L-L-I-F-F. So last name, E-L-L-I-F-F dot org, Bill uh, Elif, or Elif dot org. And, of course, we'll link to this on our podcast page. But Pastor Bill, um, there, there's no doubt those of us, yourself, and, and those of us here at American Family Radio who are, are relatively in tune with the moral um, uh, decay or the moral status of America, we see uh, moral decay everywhere we turn. We know we need God, um, and we confess we need mm-hmm. God. And it's so beautiful what's going on in Asbury because many of us, we all try to, like, orchestrate revival or plan revival— or we want to be credited for it, or credited for moves of God. Uh, but what's going over there in just a small town in in, uh, in Kentucky? Yeah. I mean, this is how God works. He works through people and situations that we would least expect. Absolutely. There's one subway in town. It's the only eating place. <laughs> and Subway is in the food sure. restaurant. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a, not a mass transit. Sure. And, uh, but... Uh, you know, in the cycle of revival, that that is God's normative ways that He has worked all through the Bible, all through human history. The church is walking with God. We always fall away. God brings His judgment. He lets us kind of eat of our own way until we get so desperate that we cry out and we return. Mm. And I've studied this. I've written a book on it. I can't find a single place in Scripture, when God's people humble themselves and seek His face and cry out that He is not answered. Now, His timing is perfect. The desperation reaches a certain level that we are willing to do anything to return to Him. 
And I, I think I, I even this is just personal. I'm not saying this to the Lord. I even think COVID was a part of this dramatically, where the end result of COVID is God just stripped us of everything. He even stripped the church of all the things we held on to to make us feel good about ourselves. And mm. and we got desperate. And people all there's there's an unprecedented movement of prayer that's been happening across the United States in the last four or five years. Dave Butts, who just died mm-hmm. and was the head of the National Prayer Committee and was on our One Cry team, he, he told us one time, he said, I think we can we can verify that, that more people are praying in America than at any time in human history. And so, uh, you know, I think all of this has been a rising tide yep. the last few years, and, and now... God has said, okay, it's time. And he found a spot where people are willing to receive it. But I think there are many spots where there are people. We've been seeing little outbreaks of of movement. I have personally and been documenting them over the last two years. Uh, you know, just, just some unusual things that have been happening that I think are, are the precursors to revival. It's like in the Welsh Revival. We, we often think of Evan Roberts and, and that week at Longor, Wales, where he came and spoke and it exploded. But, but that was happening all over Wales. There were meetings that were happening and prayer gatherings that were happening because people were desperate. So I think we're there. And, you know, why wouldn't we believe God Amen. if he sends awakening? Mm, it's like... Yeah. Got the people praying for Peter in prison, and he comes to the door, and the Rhoda slams the door because she doesn't believe it's him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> may, so, may that I not mean, be us. Well, really, yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, I know we ought to examine things carefully. Sure, sure. Uh, but I just, I believe we're, I well believe said. we're in it. Praise God! Hey, well pa- Pastor Bill, thanks so much for coming on the show, and we'll keep pointing people over to your to your writings. That's awesome. God bless you guys. All right. Thanks, Bill. Uh, Pastor Bill Elif, he's uh, out of North Little Rock, Arkansas. BillElif.org. B-I-L-L-I-F-F.org. We've also linked to this a couple of different ways on the podcast page at AFR.net. Wesley, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, glad to be on. We all need to be reminded of what the psalmist said, and he said, Will you will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Psalm fifty eight six. Amen. Praise God. We'll be back in just a few minutes. American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. 
Thank you for standing with us. Director of the AFA Foundation, Riley Wildman. I've traveled a lot. I've met with people from all over the country. Riley has served as the director of the AFA Foundation for over a decade. The most rewarding thing about my job is that we get to build relationships through our donors and our supporters and get to have that personal relationship with them. Contact the AFA Foundation today to learn how you can shore up permanent income for your retirement years while supporting the culture-transforming work of the American Family Association. A charitable gift annuity benefits you and helps ensure the AFA will impact America for generations to come. Call 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. The AFA Foundation, the Financial Stewardship Division of the American Family Association. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number, 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE, 833-45-BIBLE. This is At the Core on American Family Radio with your host, Walker Wildman. Welcome back to The Core. If you want to watch the show, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. We're live over there at streaming.afa.net. Uh, we'll also publish the, the show in the form of a podcast uh, as soon as we get done here. So you can uh, go back and listen to the first and the second segment. We did have Pastor uh, Bill Eliff from uh, the Summit Church in North Little Rock, Arkansas, on uh, to talk about his experience in, at Asbury uh, University with his trip uh, over there just this past weekend. So um, go back and listen to that very, very wonderful report out of Asbury. And we're going to take your calls uh, later on in this segment. And uh, I just want us to pray for uh, uh, the church in America and pray for what whatever God is doing over at Asbury. Let's pray for it to continue, and let's pray over our nation and our families. Uh, we'll do that in the latter part of this segment, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Let's keep those prayers uh, to, to about 60 seconds per caller just so we can get uh, multiple people in the door. Uh, so let's pray over our nation, over our families, and for God to continue what he's doing uh, over in Kentucky, and that will spread across the nation. We'll take your calls, 888-589-8840. Once again, let's keep those prayers to about a minute um, so we can get multiple people on the line. Um, let's go to our next guest, a frequent guest of the core, and uh, helping contribute to the uh, installment of uh, who in Washington, D.C., is uh, compromised from a uh, national security uh, standpoint. We have on with us Trevor Loudon, author, filmmaker, public speaker, 
and uh, has written on security risk senators. He's got a two-part book out, or two-part books, part one and part two. Uh, Trevor Loudon's on with us now. Welcome back, Trevor. Well, thanks very much, Walker. Always a pleasure. Well, Trevor, um, today we want to talk about uh, two senators, one from Wisconsin, one from Massachusetts. Uh, Let's go to Elizabeth Warren. She's a senator from Massachusetts, uh, known as one of the the left of the left of the left uh, senators. You know, she's in no way uh, shy about her left left wing radical beliefs. Uh, What what have you uncovered about her in uh, your book? Well, she is deeply in bed with the Midwest Academy, which is uh, the Alinskyite Training School based in Chicago. She's uh, she's received awards from that institution. She's worked with them very deeply. She's also very, very deeply in bed with Democratic Socialists of America, which is a Marxist group, and with Liberation Road, which is a pro-Chinese communist group. And she worked with, uh, she's also very deeply in bed with some of the most radical mosques in, in, uh, in the Boston area that, that have actually turned out known terrorists. But she is still deeply associated with these mosques, despite warnings. And um, the, her biggest achievement, though, was the uh, Consumer Protection Agency in the federal government, which she set up. Now, she set that up with a woman called Heather Booth, who is the Mark, well, is one of the royalty of Marxism in this country. She's been, she was in the SDS. She's held high positions in the Democratic Party. She's a member of Democratic Socialists of America. And they worked together, essentially, to set up this consumer protection agency, which is not about protecting consumers. It's about going after American, the American banking system going after the American free enterprise system. So she is a full-on revolutionary Marxist. There's no, there's no question about that. Uh, Trevor, what have you um, what have you uncovered about uh, Tammy Baldwin? By the way, folks, we're, we're talking to Trevor Loudon, and he's written a two-part series uh, called Security Risk Senators. It's a, a two-part book uh, series on these various senators and their backgrounds and how they're associated with many of them with the Marxist movements of the past and of the current. Uh, Trevor, what, what did you uncover yeah. as you began to research uh, Tammy Baldwin out of Wisconsin? Yeah, well, well can I just say, too, people can get the books through trevorloudon.com, trevorloudon.com. It's, it's, each book is 400 pages profiling 15 currently serving senators. But Tammy Baldwin also has roots in Democratic Socialists of America, but her worst connection is her deep ties to the Columbian Support Network. That's based out of Madison, Wisconsin, and they support the Marxist revolutionary movement in Colombia. Now, these are the people who make their money selling cocaine to American kids. They fund their revolution. They're called narco-terrorists. They fund their revolution through selling cocaine. And Tammy Baldwin has used her position in the U.S. Congress to try and get U.S. military aid cut off to the Colombian government so that that revolution would succeed. And now it has succeeded. The communists now control Colombia. And so they can send even more cocaine to our kids. But she even took the man who's currently the president of Colombia, a former Maoist rebel, she actually took him around um, 
Congress, I think in 2006, 2012, to introduce him to a whole bunch of fellow congressmen. So she has worked with this revolutionary organization since the early 90s. She's still working with it today. And, and as I said, they have, uh, they have helped to bring communists to power in Colombia, and those communists funded their revolution by selling drugs to American kids, and she has helped them. Mm. Wow. Uh, Trevor, uh, once again, where can folks find your book and read more in-depth uh, reporting and documentation on, uh, on your two books? Yes, Security Risk Sentences, Parts 1 and 2, at trevorloudon.com. And Loudon is L-O-U-D-O-N, trevorloudon.com. Excellent, Trevor. Hey, thanks for coming on again. Very, very fascinating topic and stuff people need to know about. Always a pleasure, Walker. Thanks for having me on. All right. That's uh, Trevor Loudon, well-known speaker, author, and... um, Also a filmmaker, that's uh, trevorloudon.com is where you can find those books, Security Risk Senators, Part 1 and Part 2. Hey, if you want to call in, pray for our nation, pray for our families, pray for the church, and uh, also pray for God to continue um, whatever he's doing over at Asbury University to continue that uh, around this nation. We want to encourage you to do so, 888-589-8840-888. 589-8840 is how you can call in. Um, let's go to Shanna in Arkansas. Hey, Shanna, welcome to the core. Hey, Mr. Walker. It's an honor to get to visit with you. Absolutely. Uh, ready when you are to pray. All right. Dear Lord, we do thank you for what's going on in Asbury, Kentucky right now, Lord. Um, we are so very grateful that you do show up to in this day and age and that you still speak and you're still working with your people and in your people and that you're preparing us for your return and that you are here with us. We pray that you will, in your word, you say that you use the simple things to confound the wise. And we thank you that in such a very small town that you've started this great work, so like what you did when you came to earth. And we pray that you'll be with each person that's there and has to be supported, supporting and helping through this, Lord, that you'll be working with the subway workers, Lord. They only have one place to eat. So we pray that you'll be working in their lives as well, touching them and bringing your revival to the country, Lord. We, it's necessary. It's needed. We thank you for it. We've been asking for it. And we thank you so much that you do show up and we pray for you to continue to do so in each and every heart each and every situation, that repentance will come, that we will repent of our sins, and that we'll we'll show the world a brighter and brighter light as we prepare for your coming. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Shan. I appreciate the call uh, there from Arkansas. Let's go to Steve's in uh, the big Lone Star state of Texas. Hey, Steve, welcome to the Corp. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, just to say a prayer here. Um, Father God, I just come before you uh, today and just pray that you continue this revival that's going on in Asbury, that you just that you just move over them, move over the country, God, that this revival just uh, uh, start ablaze in, in Texas where I'm at here, God, that my church, God, I've talked to about this, and and, uh, and I just ask to be bold, the leaders there, Lord, let them not be uh, cowardly, but be bold and stand firm and 
and realize uh, that we need to preach about sin and, and in order to understand uh, that our repentance, uh, in order to understand what it means to repent, you have to acknowledge sin for what it is, God. And I pray, Lord, that our church will speak about repenting, Lord, and that that uh, that this revival would take place here in Texas, God, and, and sweep across the entire nation. Lord, I pray this in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Steve. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, let's go to uh, Larry in uh, Illinois. Uh, calls from all across the country. Larry, uh, please, uh, let's pray over our nation today. Yes, sir. Uh, Lord God, we thank you for what's going on in Asbury. and ask you, God, to just uh, stoke the fire there. But, Lord, let it spill over to our military branches, God, and let them, God, carry that fire wherever you send them. We just ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Larry. Thanks so much for calling in, brother, uh, there from Illinois. Uh, folks, this is uh, what's, what's going on in Asbury, according to Pastor Bill, uh, who's been there, uh, traveled there this past weekend, truly is, uh, he believes, a move of God. And you look at, you know, you look at, at where we are, folks. I mean, this is many, many, many believers, thousands, millions of Christians um, throughout the past several decades have been praying uh, for God to open our eyes, to turn us to Him, and to to repent. Uh, that's what many believers have been praying for. And as, as, um, as one of our, our callers just prayed there, we need to know, we need the full counsel of God preached in our churches um, because we need to know what sin is. We need to know what dishonors God so that we can repent. You can't repent of that which you don't know about. You can't repent um, if you don't know what sin is. So we need the whole counsel of God preached. And, uh, Bobby, um, when you look in Scripture, I mean, God God shows up and works through people that, as, as from a human perspective, you just least expect it. Yeah, amen. And to one of the caller's comments, uh, she alluded to you come to a small place to start revival just like he came to this earth, took on human form, fully God, fully human, as a baby mm. in the just leanest of conditions yeah. and just changed the world. Yeah, it's and, amazing. And and people people are hungry for this. Oh, yeah. I mean, people, uh, Christians, and the world, and the lost, I mean— Many of them, they may not realize it, uh, but they're hungry for God to move. Amen. Um, because the, the world promises all these things, and at the end of the day, we, we still feel empty. Yeah. Um, so people are hungry. People are thirsty for God to move. That's right. People um, are praying for revival, and here it is. Yes. And God moves on his time. We all know that. If we don't know that, we do now. Mm. Uh, God moves on his time, and uh, we're just called to petition him. We're called to petition him to to pray and uh, and to put to put our face towards God, and uh, He'll move on His timing. And uh, this this uh, this uh, as Pastor Bill said last segment. I mean, there there are saints of the past and saints of the present that have been uh, preparing the nation for this, folks. Mm. Uh, there are believers that have been praying and doing the work of the church in order to to position the church uh, for revival. So that's what's happening over there in Asbury, and we want that to continue. 
definitely oh. some angels amongst all of that. Absolutely. We want that to continue. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've been following multiple, you know, journalists and, and believers that have been posting about this. And uh, I just want to caution, you know, us not to uh, not to be hypercritical of what's going on in Asbury, uh, not to be um, overly judgmental of what's going on in Asbury, um, because it's evident through the accounts of multiple believers that God is at work in Asbury University. Uh, we got one more uh, prayer. Uh, we got Orban in Texas. Hey, Orban, you got about a minute. Let's uh, pray over our nation. Thank you, Walker. Lord God, we lift the people that are going to participate in this event. We ask you to help us to remember and to keep in mind Man does not live by bread alone, but by the very words of God. When we seek you, we are you are found of us. We seek you, God, and we need you. And that's what we ask for, is you to continue to work. Deliver those, Lord, who are hungry for the things of God, because you're a gentleman. You do not force feed us. Yes. But when we're hungry, you do feed us. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm, amen. Hey, man, Orban, thanks so much uh, for calling in Texas and uh, praying over our nation, praying over our people. Uh, let's close out uh, the show in prayer uh, before we close out this segment. Lord God, we are a people um, that have turned our back on you, Lord. Uh, we have sinned uh, as, a, as a people, as a nation. We have turned our back on you, Lord. We have lifted up that which is wrong. We have pushed out that which is good, that which is noble, that which is true. And Lord, we repent as a people for our sin. We repent as a people for our turning away from you, God. Draw us back to yourself, whatever you have to do, however you have to work, Lord. We petition you uh, to draw us back to yourself. Help us to be humble. Help us to repent. Help us to invest in the things of God. Help us to turn our backs and turn away from sin and promote righteousness for Jesus' sake. In his name we pray. Amen. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.